0: Priyanka Chopra Jonas, Unfinished, Preface 5, Top of the World Uneasy Lies the Head That Wears a Crown, by William Shakespeare Henry IV, Part 2 I had to keep myself pinching, I would actually been crowned Miss India World Less than 2 months earlier, I would been studying overtime, getting tortured in chemistry, physics and maths and generally stressing out over my academic future. I would kept my eyes on the prize of passing the boats with a little awareness of anything beyond that. Now, I was to be living in Mumbai for the next 10 months, fulfilling my Miss India commitments and then representing my country on international stage in the Miss World pageant. It was a lot to wrap my mind around. While my family had planned in advance for how we would handle the logistics of spending a month in Mumbai in the unlikely event that I made it beyond the preliminary competition in New Delhi. No plans had been made beyond that. Why put any energy into it? There was no chance that I would win. But now, I had my family. Had to kick it into gear instantly as my Miss India commitment would begin immediately. I was 17. So, mom and dad divided up the task of their lives and mine and worked the equation. As usual, they approached the whole thing as if it were a giant mathematical logic problem. The first and most pressing problem was to find me a safe place to stay in Mumbai. Once that was accomplished, mom would temporarily return to Bareilly. My father had taken over most of uh, her patients for a month we would already been in Mumbai. But that was always understood to be a short-term arrangement. The new plan needed to be something everyone could live with for the long haul, as I could be in Mumbai until November. When I would go to London for the Miss World competition, that meant I would be away for almost a year and mom would be with me for a month at a time. Among other things, my parents would have to hire a new doctor to assume my mother's duties at their hospital. Thank goodness Nanny still lived with us so she could take care of Sid, who was 11. What would have done without her as a steady presence in our household for more than a decade, helping raise us, supervising homework, helping to shape the adults we would grow into? Mom quickly found accommodation for me, a single room in Santa Cruz, neighborhood of the city. I was supposed to have the room to myself, but then a girl named Tamanna Sharma arrived, and she was supposed to have the room to herself. When we figured out that the landlord had lied to both of us that he could get double the rent, we foiled his evil plan by sharing the room, splitting the rent between us. There was one bed, one closet, two shelves a little dressing table and a window that's it but we made sh- but we made it work and tamana and i became best friends 18 years later she would be the maid of honor at my wedding in spite of all my travels i was still only 17 i would almost always had some kind of adult supervision when i was in school my teachers and principal were responsible for me when i was at home family members were responsible for me in both places there were rules to follow and people to be, to be accountable to at different points during the day once mom returned to Barely, all that changed and well you can guess what's this boundary pushing teenage girl did Here I was in Mumbai, one of the most populous city in the world and the energy of never sleeping metropolis and calling out to me. I was practically giddy to be living in a place with so much vitality, excitement and nightlife. Various family members had done their best in touring me in over the past few years and I was ready to make up for lost time. Going through a crazy phase with Tamanna where we partied several nights a week, Tamanna was working as a flight attendant for Sahara Airlines then, and all her flights were short daytime hops. If I didn't have any responsibilities on a given day, I might stay in bed until afternoon. When Tamanna got back from work, she and I would figure out which party we were going to that night and spend hours getting ready there were always fashion industry parties that were eager to have the presence of the new miss india and boy did we take advantage of that we would leave the apartment at around 10 pm ready to take on the world in the tiny skirts and extremely high heels not the safest thing to do even though mumbai generally is a safe city to make things even riskier we didn't have a car which meant we arrived at every party assuming we would meet someone we knew who would be able to drop us back home. Well, that's not exactly true. I would be gifted a Dio Uwa Miates after winning Miss India. But neither Tamanna nor I knew how to drive. So for the longest time, it just sat on the street. Finally, we figured out that we could hire a driver to get us to a party safely. The three of us made quite sight zipping around late-night Mumbai in the tiny matis. Our massive driver took up the most front of the car. It was two sizes too small for him as Tamanna and I squeezed together in the back. Freedom was a whole new concept to me, something I clearly hadn't yet learned how to handle somehow we made it through unscattered and came out the other side armed with a ton of stories we made best friends packed never to share them you were ever expect maybe with our kids someday this month while mom was gone i wasn't only parting in my miss india capacity i appeared it at inaugurate and charity events visited schools and met heads of local government. I was also free to work. So I was able to model and get a runaway experience in fashion shows as well as do cover and editorial shoots for magazines. When mom returned to Mumbai after a few months of taking care of business in Bareilly, I happily gave up the late night revelry. I would gotten it out of my system permanently. It seems I moved with her into accommodation arranged by Bade Papa and Tamanna moved to rented apartment of her own. We saw each other occasionally but now I had to sharpen my focus on the task at hand. Training for the Miss World competition. Training for the international competition was far more advanced and intense than the training of Miss India competition had been. There were about 30 girls competing for the Miss India title, and we would received a month of group training with classes and demonstrations. All of that had been valuable to me and I would eagerly soak it up. This training was to be one on one through and we and was preparing me to compete against 94 co- contestants from around the globe. one of the one of the many professionals I trained was Sabira Merchant a world class public speaking and diction coach she was responsible in large part of for my polished presentation skills having ta- taught me how to formulate my thoughts and articulate them into complete sentence on the spot and under pressure she trained me to pause and think for a going unconscious stalling mer- mechanism like mm, uh, well so that my speech was a clear direct and conscious. in the process of all this she helped rid of me of my nasal twang which she said made me come across a Yankee sounding person and worked relentlessly with me in conchiating my vowels and speaking with a global English accent, which meant no more rolling for my RS. I worked hard and faithfully and still use some of the skills she taught me today. I got plenty of exercise preparing for the talent around through my training and Shamakdawar dance troupe, member of which helped train me for the Bollywood meets contemporary Indian dance piece I decided to perform. Then there was the gym tall walkers where i showed up reliably each morning i could have skipped it but i didn't want to be considered a slacker in this one regard though i kind of i kind of was i would show up there and sign in, then go outside to the juice counter and talk to a friend i didn't have an athletic body but i was slender and blessed with metabolism that kept me that way hashtag new now you know Dr. Jamuna Pai, a well-known dermatologist, taught me about skincare. I consulted Dr. Anjali Mukherjee, a dietitian who advised me a healthy eating and sent me to London with a supply of nourishing snacks. I saw Dr. Sandesh Maikar, a cosmetic dentist who made sure my smile sparkled. I still see him today. The husband and wife hair and makeup team of Bharat and Doris worked with me to make sure I knew how to look my best at all times. Perhaps the most fun part of the prep was meeting the top fashion designer who consulted with me and what to wear and how to wear it. Since I would always love making statement with my clothing, I relished these sessions. I ended up wearing a lot of Ritu Kumar's designs during month of Miss World contest, spent in London before pageant itself. On the final night of the television show i wore gorgeous soft peach strapless gown costume by heyman trivedi there was one slight change with it though That only became apparent on the actual night of the pageant. More on that later. Dara, Dia and I were responsible only for accommodations and travel while we were training. The Miss India Pageant organization generously took care of everything else. And I will be forever grateful for everything I learned in my month of preps. We were trained and groomed until we were the absolute best version of ourselves that we could possibly be. We knew we weren't in our pageant as mere individuals at this point. We all felt both responsibility and honor of representing India in the eyes of the world. By early November, it was the time to go to London. Arriving at the airport in the city was a replay of arriving at the Ashoka Hotel for the Miss India preliminaries almost a year earlier i watched as a stream of a tall gorgeous woman for all around the world stood and sashayed and glided towards the baggage carousels each arriving from her own point on the globe. I watched as they retrieved their bags ever as so gracefully and floated through the throngs of other travelers to the exit doors and then disappeared outside to find the vehicles that would take us to our hotel. I was just giving myself a stern talking to in order to prevent my insecurity from taking over. When Wade. There was a Lionel Rich having my very first European celebrity citing be one of my absolute favourite singer was enough to lift my spirits and send me out to join the other girls happy and regenerated. The Hilton in central London was to be our home for the next few weeks and I settled in quickly with my roommate Ganga Gurineshkara, Miss Sri Lanka. Each day was packed full at 8 a.m. or so, all 95 of us, plus parents, would pile in onto the bus that awaited us outside the hotel and head out for a day press conference, photo shoots, media appearance, charity events, and sightseeing. Every morning, mom would take a train into London from Hounslow, where she and dad and Sid were staying with family friends, the Upadhya, to offer me a cheerful wave and a bit of an encouragement from afar before I climbed onto the bus. Even though there was no opportunity to speak on those mornings, she wanted to be sure I felt her support. When we returned to the hotel in the evenings, there was about an hour when we were free to visit with our family who may have travelled to London. Mom was always there, sometimes with Dad and Sid, sometimes on her own, and she always the last to leave. She was, my anchor, there for me morning and night. Even now, when I pass that London hotel, I can picture the bus parked there and the girls coming in and out and the spot in the lobby where we used to meet our families. Even now, I can remember see-sawing between the anxiety and the total excitement I felt every day. Rarely did I find a midpoint of calm equilibrium. After seeing me off in the morning, mom would sometime be joined by the rest of my family. They would spend the day the sightseeing and shopping for things for the pageant. A certain shade of makeup on a particular item of clothing perhaps that had to have ever been lots of fun for said. Our mom would frantically contact Vimla Mommy back in Newtown, Massachusetts and request for random but essential items. Mommy would immediately send multiple of whatever my mother said I needed, little back dresses and strappy sandals that I could choose whatever fit and looked best. A year earlier, prior to the Miss India competition, my mother had prepped me every night for the question and answer rounds I would be facing in the pageant. Back then, she had gone to the street market by the Majestic Flora Fountain in the Fork Business District. In the Ford Business District in the Mumbai to look through the tons of books for sale on the sidewalk, she would bought an assortment of general knowledge volumes and then combate through them to come up with her own questions. She would also compile a master list of Miss India competition in the past ten years. Then she would quiz me using the list and help me craft relevant, through thoughtful, and articulate answer to political and society societal questions but now we had just 60 short minutes each evening to prepare in whatever way we could i was thinking about she might begin or maybe you could say something like and then she would build on whatever she would we would talk about the prior night or do her best to help me think through a news scenario she would been mewling over the 24 hours since i would last talk to her She knew that we were being introduced to the press and to the world at large through a variety of events around London. At dinner, foundresses sporting sporting events meet and greets and she was certain that being well-informed and well-spoken would make a defining difference. All of us felt that we were being created at every moment by the chaperons who accompanied us everywhere we were convinced that they were reporting back to the esteemed Julia Morley businesswoman, former model and chair of the Miss World Organization, which her husband had found in 1951 had run until his death earlier that year. Mrs. Morley, as we were instructed to call her, was perfect effect. Her manners were perfect, her voice was perfect, and she walked such a faultless grace that she seemed to float an each inch above the ground. We all desperately wanted to be like her. The Miss World 2000 pageant was the first one that she was running on her own, and every time she spoke to us, I was awestruck and intimidated. I'm pretty sure we all were. When she or any of the shipporans were anywhere near, we wouldn't gossip, complain, slouch talk with our mouth full or do anything else that wasn't 100% Mrs. Morley worthy. But now I had to access the most stylish clothes, but that doesn't mean I always put my wardrobe components together in the most artful way. I may have occasionally over-accessorized with bangles and dangly earrings or sported too many sparkly items or worn more makeup than necessary. I hadn't yet learned what I know now less is more but i was able to speak and carry myself with confidence or in those moments where my confidence failed me with a conviction that seemed like confidence i was not the same person that i would been when i participated in the miss india pageant 11 months earlier then i didn't have a lot of tools in my toolbox or brushes in my makeup kit i hadn't really understood what would be required for of me I was just a high school girl busy with high school things who with plenty of determination and family help pulled out a miraculous win. Once I would guarantee the Miss India World Crown, I would had to learn fast and under pressure. My toolbox was full of ever going to get and that knowledge gave me a sense of self-assurance. I knew that required of me. And I knew Theatrically, at least, that I should be able to do well. When asked by the press uh, at a dinner or charity gala, how does it feel representing India? Or India had so many amazing winners. Do you feel pressure to win your pageant? I tried two things in my answer, to sound confident and to to embody beauty with the purpose the phrase used to distinguish the Miss World pageant from other international pageants. I didn't go in as a favourite to win. By the end of the month, I would heard and read that I would gain considerable momentum with the bookmarks in the England especially after the final week of interacting with the media and others at all our events. The 10 months of preparation and growth had paid off. And yes, there is a betting on the Miss World pageant in England and elsewhere. In order to make myself stand out in the crowd of international field, I had been encouraged by my Miss India team to represent my culture to the fullest. I took the counsel to heart. When it came but to dressing and accessorizing myself for the pageant, especially for one particular event before the ceremony, I was grateful for Missus Morley's choice to not have an onstage swimwear around for Miss World that year. Instead prior to the actual pageant, all the contestants were flown to the resort in the Maldives where we shot videos on the beach that would be used in a lieu of the live event. For me, who had so hated the swimsuit and heels part of the Miss India preliminaries, wearing a bathing suit is a natural environment on an actual beach rather than on a stage or in a hotel suit was a gift. This was something I could easily do without being self conscious. The international press was brought to the Maldives to cover our day in the sun and sand. We frolicked in the water wearing our country sh- sashes. A huge group of photographers snapped photos after photo because we would be advised by my various trainers to bring Indian culture and ethnicity to the fore. I decided to wear a bandani sarong and the added bangles and a bindi to the mix in my sarong covered one piece with my bangles and my bindi had a large flower tucked behind my ear i thought i was both fashionable and true to my country in retrospect, the outwards was overkill but it worked though I was being encouraged by the photographers to take off my sarong. I took a stand that I wouldn't and in spite of the fact that I was the most covered up body out there, I still ended up being the most photographed contestants that day. I guess my culture had my back. Miss World 2000, the 50th Miss World pageant, was held on November 30th, 2000. That morning, Ganga and I, our fellow contestants, descended on London, Millennium, doomed to get dressed and coffeed and made up the television cameras in an explosion of sound and motions and colour. Imagine the scene, close to 100 young women laughing and calling out one another, particularly bursting with nervous excitement. There must have been 50 glam stations throughout the massive ballroom that was our staging area. And with the voices of all the hair, makeup artists and their assistants and the coordinators and cacophony was almost same. I felt like I was part of a huge chaotic ballet with an overactive sound system and an unruly corpse. The ballad, the energy in the room was contagious and building on itself by the minute. After I would made it through my own hair styling, I decided I could use a quick touch up and asked to borrow a stylist curling iron. With all the congestions, I got jostled and accidentally burned my forehead with a hot metal. The skin scabbed, which meant I had to apply a ton of foundation to try to cover it up. That didn't fully work, so I added another form of camouflage and now I can finally explain why I had that crazy tendril of hair swirling down over my left eye. Before I went on stage for the first round, I pulled out the picture of Haida Khan Baba that I had tucked into my dress. In times of stress, it reminds me of who I am and where I come from. I took a moment to ask Babaji for his help and express my thanks for all of the ways in which I had been so accidentally blessed and then I tucked the picture back into my dress. As we went through the various rounds of competition that evening, the tension of the millennium doom was palpable. When I was chosen as the five finalists, I was both stunned and thrilled. This was the question and answer round and thanks to mom and her endless research and quizzing. I believed it was my strongest event. Each of the five final contestants, Miss Italy, Miss Turkey, Miss ugaria Miss Kazakhstan, and I were to write. To write questions that would be randomly assigned to one of the other four to respond to. With little time to prepare the question my mind went blank. Everything mom and I had discussed went out of the window. Finally the desperation I wrote down the only question I could think and hope for the best. Then I said few prayers for the next round. When the five of us were called on stage together i was more nervous than i had ever been in my life between being one of the youngest girls there and my sudden hyper awareness of the number of people watching two billion people in 150 countries my palms were sweaty and my breathing was erratic i had just enough brain power left to remind myself to focus not on feeling but on what i needed to do and not to do Take a moment to collect your thoughts, breathe, don't say, "Mm." don't trip your dress. You might think I would have found some reassurance of reminding myself that the bookies had me among their favorites to win. But I went in the opposite direction, taking pressure of myself by thinking about two significant reasons why I was unlikely to win. First, the preceding year, another Miss India, Yukta Mukhe. Had won, so the chances the two Miss India would win consecutively were the almost non-existence. And second, Lara had won the Miss Universe 2000 pageant and six months earlier in May, which seemed to make my odds even similar how long could Indian women keep emerging victorious in in these pageants. Wouldn't the judges want to spread the glory to some other countries? The pressure was on. I was representing my country on a global stage and the pressure was also off. I almost certainly wouldn't win. Miss Kazakhstan and Miss Italy were called to answer the questions that had been randomly picked for them. And then Miss Ugaria was called upon to answer one. I was written, if ignorance is bliss, then why do we seek knowledge? Then I heard it aloud and realized that what thought questions it was. The only reason I would have written it down was that it was a question I would been asked during my Miss India pageant. I thought Miss Ugaria did a great job with it. Her response, given in English rather than her native Spanish, ended with the observation that ignorance is the main cause of so many problems around the whole world. Finally, it was Myra. It was my turn. I was the second to last person to be called upon and my question had been written to Miss Turkey: Who do you think is the most successful woman living today and why? After a few seconds of nervous laughter that desperately hoped would buy me more time, I launched into the answer that was a no doubt influenced by my experience in convent schools. Convent schools run by every organization, the woman I named, founded, retrospect, my choice was a bit Clutch As much as I admire and respect women whom I singled out, I could have come up with more original response. Instead, I said, there are a lot of people I admire, but one of the most admirable people is my mother Teresa. I admire her bottom of my heart of being so considerate, compassionate, kind, giving her life for people in India. I didn't know exactly how much time elapsed between the final question and answer round and announcement of that winner. I was backstage with other finalists getting touched up, another spritz of hairspray, another layer of lip gloss and trying to stay calm. Finally, the moment to reveal the Miss World had arrived. This had always been an honor reward for Miss Morley. And now, in his stead, the new director of Miss World pageant stepped to microphone. Mrs. Morley first announced Mr. Yuxil Aksa, the second runner-up, Miss Italy, Georgia Palmas as the first runner-up. Then, there was the hush. That hush, anticipatory moment when everyone was holding their breath before the new weather of miss world crown was announced and then incredibly my name was called of course i had dreamed about winning over the months that i had been so diligently training but i would never actually believed it i could keep happen thank goodness margarita kraftia miss Khazakhstan, and kaja thompson grian miss ugria immediately reached out and hugged me because my knees were weak and that moment of physical contact and support studied me. Somehow, I made it a center stage where the outgoing Miss World, my fellow countrywoman, Yukta Mukhe, hugged and kissed me as she placed the crown on my head. I cried. I smiled. I did the wave. I was in shock. I took my slow, Terry victory lap around the stage as the new Miss World. I searched the audience for my family, but I couldn't see them in the blinding glare of the lights. In the footage, I have seen some minutes of fur being crowned. I look both ecstatic and dazed in equal measure. And it's true, I was er ecstatic and dazed, and I was also desperately trying to keep my strapless gown from sliding down my body. Earlier in the evening, the gown had been strategically tapped to my skin to secure the place, but as the evening wore on and I got more and more nervous, my, per- my perspiration caused the rape to loosen. I pressed my hands together in the namaste and kept them close to my body as much as the time as I could in an effort to hold my gown up. I hoped for the best. I now do namaste at almost every red carpet and you know the origin story. The celebrity pantomimia broke on stage, glittering confita descendant from the raffers music played and the 90 contestants who hadn't made it to the final round now streamed on stage to dance, hug another and have their photographs taken those moments like so many others that night are almost a complete blur. I remember being surrounded by photographs and security, and I remember looking for my parents and Sid, finally finding them, thanks to Diana Haddon, Miss World 1997, who, along with Lara and Sushmita, Miss Universe 1994, had called to wish me good luck that night before. Are you Priyanka, family? dinah had asked when she'd seen the looking lost in the throngs of people trying to get on stage then she would shepherd them through all the reporters photographs and other and other congregating around me to deliver them to my side i remember hugging them all And crying tears of joy with my dad. But if so much that night is is a blur to me now. What mom said to me in that moment is crystal clear in my memory. What will happen to your studies now? Seriously, what will happen to your studies now? To this day, I tease my mom about that. Here, I had just one Miss world. The goal we had, we were been working for a past one year, she had completely abandoned her life for and she was worrying about whether I would ever take my board exams and finish school. Can we please talk about this tomorrow, mom? She was still in shock. Of course, we all were. Everything about our lives, every single thing was just about the change in a huge, totally unfrozen way. Shortly thereafter, I was whisked away to the official coronation ceremony which was a huge celebrity banquet with all the contestants and judges and sponsors trophies were awarded to the winners of the other competition of the pageant in an embracement of the writs i received one of being chosen miss world continental queen of asia ishiana and i was crowned miss world once more and presented that the titles trophy in the form of beautiful glass globe i was so grateful to Pradeep Guha for his helpful and support that of his Times of India team when I returned to India. I gave him the shiny orb as a token of my appreciation. It's still on his mantle with Sushmata Sen's crown. All the pageant contestants had been instructed to pack up the night before, and my bags had been moved for, for me from very nice Hilton to the presidential suit of the luxurious crossover house in London. Upscale my fair district. A chaperone was assigned to stay with me in a room attached to mine. When I went to my new hotel, I was hoping to spend some time with my family since I would still only seen them for a few chaotic moments, minutes on stage. It would be the last chance I would have to see them before heading out on tour to appear in my new official capacity. For that part, mom, dad and Sid were flying to Boston the next day to visit Vimla Mamu. Vimla Mami Divya Rohan arrangement made months earlier for all of us when we would assume I wouldn't win it. Wouldn't be a trip to cheer me up and distract me. My parents thought, much like the stopover in Paris that Mom said and I had made when returning from Newtown Masjids after my years in the streets, none of us could have imagined that my ticket would go unused when my family arrived at the cross over house that night eager to hug me and congratulate me talk about everything that had happened they were told by security that couldn't see me but i must be my daughter my mother insisted when mrs morley was finally reached my telephone she is living tomorrow and i haven't even talked to her i must see her mrs morley gave the okay and at last security let mom and dad and said When they arrived at my suit, I was sitting on the huge bed wearing my crown and jabbering about my desperation to eat pizza since I wasn't allowed to go out without any official chaperon. Dad brought a large pepperoni bag to the room. We ate and talked about the craziness of the night and eventually the three of them left so I could get some sleep before my press conference the next morning. When my parents hugged me goodbye, they thought they were losing their daughter for the next year. They would nearly been prohibited from seeing me that night and they had no idea when they would see me again. When I hugged said goodbye, I didn't realize it was too to our last hug for a very long time the night i slept clutching my new crown i was a pretty it was shiny and it was mine the next morning moments before my first press conference as the miss world i was told in a very matter-of-fact way priyanka there is something we need to discuss last night the questions you were asked was who you thought of the most successful woman living today you answered mother teresa since mother teresa died in 1997 the issue of how you have won in spite of your answer will come up you are articulate you deserve to be miss world and you will come up you are just going to have to acknowledge it and move on whatever happens out there don't let it shake you go no one actually said go and pushed me on stage but that's how it felt Miss Scotland Michael Watson was hosting the press conference, but I barely heard a word she said because my mind was working overtime processing this new information, trying to think of a way to explain to the press how I could possibly have measured the question. When it was my turn to speak, I started to report reporters for a few moments, registering and staccato clicks at of all their cameras before my survival instinct kicked in then kick in it did. I remember saying how grateful I was, have been chosen for this honour and how wonderful it was. We live in a world where mistakes can be forgiven. And then I added the most important of all was how Mother Teresa still lived in my heart. So, I hoped they would accept my answer. There was some subsequent public criticism about my having answered the question incorrectly. But, I tried not to pay attention to it. In my case, I didn't have much time to worry about negative remarks in the news because I was immediately whisked away for a quick European tour. A week or so later, my parents got a surprise call in Boston from someone of the Miss India team who wanted to tell them where to be the next day for my homecoming what. In India at that time, it was the norm for the winner of an international pageant to be celebrated with the homecoming tour open, her return to her native soil. It was both an opportunity to honor the winner and a chance to express national pride and joy in the country's victory. The tour was invariably an ex affair and accompanied by a lot of press and fanfare. Nobody had imagined that my parents weren't going to be in the country. What? You are in America, the Miss India staffer said. What? We need to come back to India. My parents responded Well, it's always better to have support of your family on these occasions. The staffer said, if possible, mom and dad threw their clothes into their suitcase and raced to the airport. But first, they would have been figure out what to do about Sid. The return trip to India would likely almost 20 hours and then they would be traveling with me. The Miss World Entrage for the next 10 days or so. It seemed unfair to put 11 year old Sid through all of that, so the decision was made to leave him to Vimal Mamu and Wimla Mami scare temporarily. I'll come back for you soon, Sid, my mother told him, as soon as I can. Mom and dad squeezed onto the flight to London, but then they were struck. Absolutely no seats were available to New Delhi, so there was no possibility of meeting me in time. Until a British Airway agent from Pakistan named Shahid Malik heard them speaking Punjabi, understood the predicament, and differently arranged uh, for two fellow airline employees on an immediately department. Plane to exchange their seats for spots on another flight. Then he not only bumped mom and dad up the first class, but had an announce that the parents of the new Miss World were on board, helping them to temporarily forget the arduous of their sudden journey. I would say it was miracle, but in fact it was a very human gesture on the part of compassionate Mr. Malik. I hope for the day when the act of simple kindness and shared humanity are. As freely offered between our countries as they were offered that the day of Mr. Malik and the two gentlemen who gave up their seats for my parents. I was flying back from Europe at the same time my parents were in the air. My first time flying first class before we touched town in Delhi. I asked if, if we might make a stop on the way to the hotel so that could visit the Mangal Mahadev Kanan temple in the Shiv of Shivaji Mark Rangpuri. The temple itself is a simple one but outside it stands a magnificent 100-foot tall statue of Lord Shiva. The other grand deities stand and sit nearby. I wanted to take blessing in this temple before my India journey got underway. To express my immense gratitude for winning the pageant and for all the people who helped me along the way. Especially my parents without whose constant encouragement in all my unusual endeavors in childhood, this would not be happening. Mrs. Morley and the whole Miss World contingent accompanied me, and we all took blessings. Then we get back into the cars and continued on to our hotel in the heart of India's capital. As we pulled up, I saw my name on a massive billboard side signs. The Moria Sheraton welcomes Miss World two thousand Priyanka Chopra. It took, it took my breath away. My ambition and goals changed and crystallized in that moment and I remember thinking what I want my name to be in the big letters whenever it's written. 20 years later, I look back and I say to my younger self, you did it. With a couple of decades of constant perseverance, you made your dream come true. My exhausted parents were waiting for me in my hotel room when I arrived and in a class and in a classic Punjabi fashion so were at least 20 members of my extended family. Next stop, my hometown of Bareilly. I was so proud of being home back to share movement with all my friends, but there was a complication. Before I ever entered any pageant, there was a member of the state government in Uttar Pradesh who had criticized beauty pageants for participating in Nari Soshan or exploitation of women. Pageants went against the culture of the country. The minister said now there were those in the state government who were opposed to having any kind of homecoming celebrations for me in Bareilly. As being crowned Miss World made me representative of the pageant system. It took ta- it took the times of India to negotiate an arrangement rather than my hometown throwing me a day or two of massive celebratory even I would be allowed to return to Bareilly for just a few hours to hold a press conference and visit an orphanage. My parents and I, along with Mrs. Morley, a couple of people from Miss India team and security personnel, flew home in an eight-seater and proceeded to Bareilly Club, the comforting family spot where I roamed their grounds with my middle school friends, hung out with my high school crew, and been winner of the Queen Ball. All along the route the road was lined with people smiling and waving at me. They clogged the sidewalk and they perched in trees. It was totally and utterly mind-blowing. These were the streets where I used to ride my bike with friends and travel in a rickshaw to tutoring. I suspect that part of the reason there was such massive outputting, of support for me in the streets because I was here for such a disappointingly quick visit. We weren't even spending that night. I wasn't going to be able to hug my friends or visit my old haunts or celebrate with those who would know me since childhood i was sad about that but the reality of my new world was kicking in i was coming to understand that my life was not my own anymore i had public responsibilities to live up to and for the next year they would have to come first i would need to be where i was told when i was told fresh alert and ready to be in the limelight Seeing the people of my hometown crowding into the streets to show me their love and support, sensories of Adenial rushing through my system and excitement of it all appeased my sadness about the brevity of my visit to some extent. Looking back on it, though, it, I can see that in some ways I was operating on autopilot as it was all uh, so new and unlike anything I had ever experienced." Once we left Uttar Pradesh, things didn't get any easier. In spite of the national government standing up for me, rumors began to circulate about my family. My parents became increasingly concerned about bringing Sid back to Bareilly in the strange, unpredictable environment. Too much harsh scrutiny, too much cruel gossip and some threats that they had no idea how to evaluate. And so, they made emotionally wrenching decision. They asked Wimel, Mamo, and ultimately Kiran Masi to watch over Sid in America for an underdetermined period of time until they figured out how to navigate this new reality. It would be more than a year and a half before they brought him back. Being left in America was a blow to my brother. Unlike me, at this age, he had never been separated from our parents. I would lived with Nana Nani as a baby and toddler. I would gone off to boarding school at age 7. Also, I was a different person, much more extroverted than sub He was 11 when he was left in America with no say in matter. I was just shy of 13 and it had been my choice. Our aunts and uncles were loving and generous as always, but understandable. Sid felt abundant by my parents and resentful of me, which was a complete reversal of our earlier life. When I was sent away for his birth and had felt abundant and resentful the decision was hard for me to make peace and because he never really understood why he couldn't just be with us in india i may not say it enough but i am so grateful and sid for his kindness and support for all these years as an 18 year old i simply didn't understand until much later the degree to which my life sudden change of direction had affected him Things eventually settled down in a bit, uh, if you can, traveling around the world, meeting heads of state and attending constant photo shoots, press events, and fundraisers. Settling down then early in the summer of 2001, a lingering head cold developed into what I thought was a very bad sinus infection, and I was having trouble breathing. This is the problem someone with asthma can't ignore. I was in London for a work when, this happened so mom and i went to see a doctor who would been recommended by my family and friends he discovered a polyp in my nasal cavity that would need to be surgically removed fortunately a polyp a polypotomy sounded like a pretty routine procedure unfortunately it wasn't while shaving off the polyp the doctor also accidentally shaved the bridge of my nose and the bridge collapsed When it was the time to remove the bandages and the condition of my nose was revealed. Mom and I were horrified by original nose was gone. My face looked completely different. I wasn't me anymore. I felt devastated and hopeless. Every time I looked in the mirror, a stranger looked... back at me and i didn't think my sense of self or self-esteem would ever recover from the blow the experience was left emotional for my whole family my parents were doctors after all how could this have happened and to make matters worse the experience was public affair plastic chopra Let's just call it out right now. Immediately, the name started to show up in the articles and newspapers items and it has followed me my entire professional life. I was dared to give an explanation for the obviously different nose, but I choose a course that I have followed in all years since. I decided that there was a line I was going to draw in my life. I was an entertainer that what I signed on to do and that's what I love doing. I will say my lines, dance, my dance, hit my mark. I will do my best to make you laugh and I will do my best to make you cry. But just because I'm a public person doesn't mean everything about my life has to be public knowledge. I get to choose what I share and when I share it. I am talking about this now because it was a long time ago and we are all over at this point. We are all over it, right? Following the polypectomy, I had several collective surgeries and over the time my nose normalized. While it took a few years of seeing stranger gazing back at me every time I looked in the mirror, I have gotten accustomed to this phase when... I took. I look in the mirror. I am no longer surprised. I have made peace with a slightly different in me. On the other side of the thirty-five, and somewhere around sixty movies and two tickets. Long career in India and the U.S. and with high-definition television. No less, I am like everyone else. I look at myself in the mirror and think maybe I can lose a little weight. I think maybe I can work out a more. But I am also content. This is my face, this is my body. I am flawed, but I am me. In the weeks before the 2000 Miss World pageant, I remember feeling that being from India was my superpower, a quality that would distinguish me anywhere I was, in anything I did. The superpower fortified me throughout my roller coaster of a year, and though my official Miss World duties ended when I placed the Crown of Miss Head of Nigeria, Agbani Deriko, in November of 2001. That feeling, that awareness of India as my strength has stayed with me. Representing my country and culture gave me confidence on an international stage and it would continue to give me confidence as I broke into industry that can be brutal on those who haven't had been there metal tested in the clear of public scrutiny, the entertainment industry.